Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. This morning when I was getting ready in the shower and Matt was getting ready to leave, he was like, you do you, boo. He's, Are you going to practice that? You love saying that to <laughs> He me. does. He goes, do you practice it in the shower? Like, A-E-I-O-U. And I was like, don't, yeah. babe, I don't. And he goes, you do. He goes, look, you don't even have to move your mouth. And so then he walks over to the shower and he's, watch, watch. You do you, boo. He's your frame never moves. And I was like, oh my God, are we having this conversation? I think he's the one practicing. How many of you are recording all of them? Yeah, I'm always recording. Okay, good. You do you, boo. Mm-hmm. I bought you an advent calendar, even though you're Jewish, but it was just because it was friends. But that's okay, because we celebrate both. We're just, okay. we don't do the Jesus birthday thing. Gotcha. We do the the secular fun Christmas holiday thing. Happy Girl, birthday, Jesus. Girl, Sorry, your party suck. Girl. This is a very sugary coffee. Every time I drink it, I do Kramer when he walks into do <laughs> Sarah brought a peppermint mocha, and I already had my... Because I got the sugar cookie one, and then I got... Because they have the two holiday yeah. drinks. So I yeah. the sugar, sugar cookie. cookie. It's so delicious, and I think it's because it's with almond milk. That's, I get Maybe my milk anyway, because I I can't. do not know. Yeah. I, get, I think I'm now converted. We were out of coffee today at my house, except for whole bean, mm. which meant I would have had to grind something and wake up tiny humans, and that would not have been good. Hard no. And yeah. Exactly. So then I tried to do an advanced order I'd like to pick up on the way here so that I could have something, and they were out of almond milk at the Starbucks next door. I had to go out of my way to go to another one. That's annoying. Milk yeah. Was yeah, that's annoying. First world problems. <laughs> sure. I was asking yesterday, does pumpkin spice go out when holiday drinks come in? But apparently not. No, well, because it lasts through Thanksgiving. Yes. Because pumpkin is part of Thanksgiving. Wait, that's it? Thanksgiving is a cutoff? I think it might be in through December. Welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff. I am Jenny Mitchell. <laughs> and that is Sarah Madras. I am Sarah Madras. And this is the show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. Yes. And I promise we're getting to the better story. This is how we do. You do you, boo. As Matthew Madras says. You do you, boo, without moving his lips. You do you, boo. See how they're all big? Okay. But they never move. We have a visual. (laughs) We don't have a... Wow. Today we have Casey Cipriano on the show. Your last name is so fun. That was really well done. I'm impressed. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Did you rehearse that in the shower? No. That's great. I don't rehearse. (laughs) No, today was not a hair washing day. So you, there was no shower rehearsal. <laughs> I think that we're going to go into a different space for talking about girls who do stuff and showering. So we're going to step away from that right now. Okay. okay. And Casey is here in person in our newly revamped studio space that Joe... You know, not bitter about at all. I'm not bitter. <laughs> I'm just waiting to see when, when Joe is... I'm on calls and I'm hearing this like banging and and screwdrivering and all the things. And I'm like, hearing screwing. I, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I literally said screwdrivering. Electric, I could, that cordless drill. That's the word I was thinking. I'm a uh, menace for word finding today. Screwing, drilling, you know. Okay, we're done. <laughs> yeah, it's fuck. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> all right. Welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. On today's show, we have Casey Cipriano, who has the cool name. And she is here to talk about her business, Revelry and Heart. That's and her. Hmm? I said, yep, that's the one. Yeah. 
And I'm like, I'm make sure I got that one right. <laughs> I gave, I, my free pass was on the name. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's all you get. Yeah. <laughs> After that, I'm holding you accountable. And all the great things about being a mom and an entrepreneur and starting a business in a new state and all the things. So yeah, let's dive in. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and be in person. I was like, I'm going to take this opportunity to be in person because mm. I haven't seen people all week. So. <laughs> this is the great opportunity. Welcome. Oh, they take this opportunity. Yeah, but I'm Casey. Yeah, Rebel returns five in February. So just getting my feet and figuring it out as all these life changes come with me. My first child, my second child on the way, COVID, all kinds of things, moving to a new state. So it's been a journey for sure. Absolutely. And um, what is Revelry and Hark? I call it an event keepsake studio. Really at the root of it, I'm an artist that loves to celebrate people's like momentous moments in their lives. So it's got two facets. It's got the the emotional kind of more mom-centered side of me that's come out since I've had a child where it's, yeah, you want to bring home the hospital blanket and the, the bracelet, stuff like that. Or you could have an actual piece of art that, celebra- that you'd happy to celebrate in your home rather mm-hmm. than just tucking away in a box somewhere. And then the other side of it is my whole wedding kind of resource guide. But also if something out there doesn't exist, let's make it for you. And you don't necessarily have to fit in a box to create something for your special day. There's two sides of it for sure. But at the the whole, it's really just celebrating these big moments in people's lives. I like to say it's exceptional pieces for unforgettable moments or things like that. Well, that's a good tagline. That is a very good tagline. Yeah. Exceptional pieces for unforgettable moments. Yeah. I can see that like scrolling across a commercial. Yeah. Right. Snow falling in the background. Yes. For like opening this like amazing gift. Yeah. Yeah. My stuff is like not something you're going to find in a gift shop or not something you're going to find in a catalog. It's really tailored and personalized to you to the point that I've built stuff in my home (laughs) to figure out how to do things for you. So it's all about like conveying an emotion at the core of it, of conveying your personality through something and, and really just celebrating that as a hard display. Where are you guys located? So I'm in Garner. Okay. But usually nobody outside of Raleigh knows Garner, so I just say Raleigh. Let's, like, create a, a picture for our listeners. Yeah. So that they can understand some of the things. Like, they can go to your Instagram and they can look in the pieces and see what you do. Talk to us about the the process. Uh, let's say a bride comes to you. Do you do the full, almost like a branded package of things? Or is it like, you'll just do the one-off? Or do you do both? Like, So, I have... How that work? I have two directions, but both of them are very <laughs> branded. I come from an advertising degree, so it's that's where my background is. So, it depends. It, it You can go the, like full service route where it's the from start to finish I'm there to work as I almost describe it as like an interior designer for your wedding because it's basically like all of the things your personality may touch in the wedding outside of other vendors florists etc but all of the paper goods all of the signage all that stuff during the day but it's all the stuff leading up to it too so we can go from save the dates through thank you cards for the whole gamut. So we do full service for that. And then we could also do for people who like don't want to do the full service package, but need like a head start or a handholding. I do what's called a wedding aesthetic package. So I basically create a mood board for them and give them like font recommendations or color recommendations. And then my resources for my printers and things like that. So they can, I'll do like illustrations for them so they can have their own suite, but they build it themselves and then they can create whatever they want for the full event. So it's two directions. It's still your DIY person, but still have it a professional at your hand to help you through the process or have a professional that just handles it start to finish, but still gets a very personalized 
uh, tailored experience. So they both get mood boards, but it's here's your mood board and run with it and go do amazing things versus here's your mood board. Let's build something amazing together. And like, so what are some of the more unique pieces that you've designed and then and off to the... I think each one is so unique. So my stuff is not built. So it's themed, but it's not I built. Keep built. And so I'm like, are, I, I built, do. Like, I, are there like mini elves in her garage that are like... Listen, there's a lot of cool machinery out there. <laughs> I'm but, like, what meat is there? Is it sculpting? Is it metal? Is it wood? It's it all of it. Is yeah. That? Okay. So it is. It's all of it. All different materials, but also the way that they are like put together and create an experience. So... Like my couples are like, oh, we really like hiking, but we're also really glam. So like, how do you combine those two together? So uh, my favorite ones are the opposites like that. And so I just did the the juxtaposition of yeah, exactly. That, like, I necessarily like one of these things is not like the other, but we're, you're not yeah. going to fit into one of those categories. So let's mesh them together and really give people kind of a, a hard presentation of who you are and and get the, the goal is for people to understand who it's from before seeing the names that like their personality just totally comes through and they're like, oh yeah, this is totally, I can't wait to yep. cut, see what more they're doing of this. So yeah, they're all really unique. I've done pieces that you literally, there are puzzles that you have to assemble when you get them. I've done pieces on wood, pieces on metal, pieces on acrylic, literally every, I've done stone. I've done really any material that's out there. It just depends on what really fits your aesthetic and what your where your personality lies and what conveys that best. So what I'm hearing is it's a custom experience for each customer. That's the tagline right there. I think that for creative entrepreneurs, especially like when you do create a an experience for someone. For me, it's every photo client is going to look different because every business looks different. So we've done Valerie and I went to the Butterfly House. Carol, I, Carolyn had me go to her horse barn. Kathy had me go to her farm and have with her menagerie of of animals and part of the family picture. So each each gallery is going to look like and, and hopefully reflect that client. And I think it's for graphic designers, for advertisers, for anybody who's in this creative maker space, right? Like even Joe with his websites and, and the podcast, like everything's going to come out slightly different. So it is, it's hard to articulate when you know your niche, right? You know what right. you do, but then every outcome is like totally different. <laughs> well, originally I was like, oh, I'm an artist. And they're like, oh, it's your style. And I'm like, it depends who I'm working for. Yeah. yeah. So it is, it varies so much, but I love that because it keeps it interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So as you guys were chatting, I was scrolling the Instagram, the IG. I want to ask this because one of your posts, first of all, I love it. It says straighten thine crown. Love that. Oh, yes. And then it's the quote, I was like, Okay. Courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the judgment that something is more important than fear. The brave may not live forever, but the cautious do not live at all. That's some fire shit right there. <laughs> and then it says, if you saw my post in the story, big things are coming on the real. I'm scared shitless. What are these big things coming? Having another child in early next year, I think things are shifting and I'm really just moving into more of a, a dedicated smaller client base rather than just trying to fill in the holes that that kind of always come out in the wedding industry a lot of people will come to be for maybe like some spot work or things like that and as much as I want to help those people I've just realized through my role as a mother like my time is so valuable <laughs> and I don't think you realize that until you are a mother it's like an immediate lesson when they're like okay it's time to go home and you're standing there waiting for the car going 
gonna let me take this with <laughs> yeah by yourself I good luck oh you okay. can't lift it, but you've got the doctor appointment tomorrow at 8 a.m. So right. Sure. So, right. Yeah. And, then, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, and everything shifts. But yeah, you don't know. And, and you don't know until you have that moment. Yeah. I saw a post recently that said everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. That's bullshit. But like not right. everybody has the same no. 24 hours because no, you, you still have to like satisfy your basic human needs but right. then you also have to satisfy other people's human basic well, needs. Yeah. people have different resources yeah different right different responsibility but not everyone can fill that 24 hours a day. that was like at the beginning of the pandemic when that that stupid fucking meme was going around that was like if you haven't during this shutdown oh yeah learned a new language <laughs> and reorganized your house and lost 50 pounds yeah you, it wasn't that you didn't have time you didn't have whatever and i was like Fuck no. Outside of character for me, I actually went on a rant about. <laughs> and, <laughs> totally, totally outside of character. I was like, oh man, I'm on the wrong show. <laughs> I, I was like, that's bullshit. Everyone is coping mm -hmm. in a different way. And we are all experiencing this collective trauma. So let's call it for what it is and say, if you learned a new language while you were enclosed in your house because you had no other human interaction. Good for you. Don't <laughs> brag about it on social media. If you got dressed today, good for you. If you fed your kids today, good for you. You know what I mean? Like wherever you were at, you're there and we're going to support you in that. But don't try to tell me that we all have the same 24 hours in the day that to, to you know, to use. I hear you. Yeah. I see you on this one. Yeah. Yes, I see you. And it's really just about like setting new boundaries for the business, for myself, and defining those roles uh, a little bit clearer so that I guess you have that, that work-life balance. For sure. That everybody wants. So for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the difference is it's not, it, it's, you don't have the time to trade anymore. And so you're like, okay, yes, before I had the time to trade to fill in those holes. Now that I don't have the time to trade, I can't also then lose income. So then I have to shift my business model to, okay, these are the clientele that I'm going to work with and the prices I'm going to charge for that. And I did, I, to be honest with you, like I didn't realize that until I started. The first thing to go was like all self-care. It's like, I don't need any of this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I realized, oh, I'm hallucinating and I need anxiety medication and I should probably get on this and not shut that side of me down. Yep. So I, I think it did, definitely took me into a breaking point to realize that and then to realize that I'm so much better as a business owner, as a mother, as a human when I get those things. For sure. So for sure. That's something that I've noticed recently, and maybe it's because I hit 40 or, or I'm seeing these in the circles that I'm in, is it is during this season of life of because our kids are a little bit older. And so when we're in that 40 phase where it's, oh, there's more to me, like women forget that they were a woman first. And so it's shed the mom clothes like you don't have to dress like a mom. You can also dress like a woman. And I think that it's a hard shift sometimes for people because it's, oh, I'm a mom now, so I'm supposed to dress a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I know that this came up a lot with getting, finding outfits for the event. And I, my friends are texting me photos and what about this? What about, and I'm literally like, put the mom dress down. Mm. Like you are coming to this event as a woman. See, like I didn't like, try to go there. Up as a <laughs> Because like, I knew what would come at me Yes, if I tried. I was like, don't be coming in your mom clothes. But that push out of that comfort zone was like, 
that they respond is it okay is this too revealing is it like yeah hoochie is it like and i'm like no you look like a woman and like, so, have a body right <laughs> yes <laughs> right and to that point like i wore a bodycon dress i don't wear bodycon anything like i have a there's a reason i wear a graphic t-shirt and jeans and sneakers every day because i don't make decisions about what i don't like to like the, too many choices there are too many choices and I would like to just be comforted in my little space where I feel nice. And whether it's my cardigan, sweatshirt, whatever, like literally same uniform. But when I started looking, because Sarah lives in my head, immediately I went to the normal dress that I would wear, which is more of like a retro 50s style A-line shorter skirt because I'm short as fuck and it's all good. And I can't wear anything midi length ends up being like ankle length. And I have I didn't want to have to deal with tailoring too much, whatever. And as I was going through that, I was like, wait a second. This is Sarah's event. I'm going to dress to what Sarah would expect me to. And not like she was laying expectations that I, I want to be very clear about that. Thank you. But like, <laughs> but she was still if she were here. So I ended up pushing that along the spectrum to the point that like, I literally went to the lingerie store at four o'clock on Friday because I decided that the strapless bra I had gave me back fat and I had to go to the see the Perculating Apex. Go see the Perculating Apex, ladies. Just saying. Sorry made me wonder for a second, what kind of party is this? <laughs> so I thought about what Sarah would want. <laughs> Straight to the lingerie store. And, but ended up with this like totally opposite end of the spectrum. And I, full participation, I was in it. I was and there. Looked Fucking amazing. And I, like, she said the pictures, and I was like, are Yep. You were like, all right, I'll look good. And I showed Scott, he was like, I'm sorry, I missed that. And I was like, because my yeah. husband's out of town. He's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, the babysitter had to do it my bra. That was great. Because <laughs> it was like one of the longer, like, half yes. corset, half yes. corset, strapless. That was fun. Thank you, Jenna. And uh, we're all friends. She's been our sitter for years. So, you know, but that's the thing, right? When we push ourselves outside of that comfort zone. And I didn't even realize that it was an unintentional courage building like it would tell but it, it was like so on brand for you it is and, I, and it was like <laughs> the act and i even said i was like so when we do this for my business it's just we're gonna do sassy graphic tees right yeah it wasn't like an exercise before no before, and you passed the test yeah and i didn't even realize it was happening it was and yeah it was great because that was like yeah do you and i was yeah definitely i think it's more of the body confidence that comes after a trial i'm sure it's that was a really hard for thing because I have a body that like didn't change. I fluctuated what a pound or two, and then you gain 30, 40, 50 pounds on me again, mm -hmm. four foot 11, seven eighths. So I feel you on the tailoring of the dresses. Like that's a big change for a small body. And to happen so rapidly, it was just like, what is going on? Will I ever be myself again? Like you have these thoughts, see my body the way I've seen it my, all my life again. So I think that the body confidence is like that immediate change that, that shifts you into that direction and you don't know. Like, what's going to look good on this new body? What's going to feel comfortable and you're going to feel confident in this new body? So uh, it is. It's a totally new body. And yes. not just on the outside. It's a new body on the inside, too. Yeah. Like, things have moved. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, organs and parts have moved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely feel that. And it's just so funny because I feel like my son is two now. And I'm like, just now, that was just like when I was like, okay, I can wear my jeans again. And I can do this. And it's like, hey, baby, for you. <laughs> How you doing, girl? That's what brings on the baby fears. Oh, I'm, I'm feeling good. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch. You're like, come here, honey. <laughs> so those jeans are back in the drawer. <laughs>
That's fantastic. I love it. I love it. They'll come back, though. They'll come back. Mm-hmm. And I and I think it's a really great opportunity to reinvent yourself. And now you, I think it's an accolade that doesn't necessarily take away from your personality, because I think that's what we feel is, oh, like, I'm losing myself, I'm losing my identity to this child or whatever. But it's really just an accolade that you're adding to your Girl Scout badge. So uh, I think that you can flaunt that and be like, this is lame. But I have one of those shirts when I left the hospital. This was like, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. And I think that's a really, that's a thing. You can be a mom and be, have that be part of your repertoire rather than something that kind of takes another part of your personality away. So love that. Love that. For you at the beginning, you said that motherhood created this softer, more, I think the word you used was more feminine side to you and that you incorporated that into the business. Can you talk to us more about that? Yeah. So I've always been like, I call it an emotional hoarder (laughs) where I'll save a pack of bubble gum that I got from the sports game that I went to with my grandfather when I was five. And people are like, why are you saving a 10 year old pack of gum? (laughs) And I'm like, listen, that's a valid question. I know. Totally. But it's in my memory box in the garage. Everybody sees it, but me, it's fine. But when, when I had my son, it was like, okay, like this is the, the pregnancy. It's gross. You're peeing on this thing, but this is the pregnancy test that I got positive. And you're like, I want to keep this, but that's also gross. So what do I do with it? So I manifested that and let's create something that celebrates this, but you're not hanging. What did you use pregnancy test on the wall? So I have two different taking your pregnancy <laughs> test on the wall. Yes, that would be that. Would that be is oh, so I do. I do keepsake birth frames where it's the letter of the first name of the child and their name is engraved on it, and then their like time of birth, etc. And then on the left is a spot for an ultrasound photo, and then on the right is like the set, mm-hmm. the spot for the newborn photo. So you can have that ultrasound photo and hang it up, but it's part of a bigger piece. And you can like just... tape their their hospital bracelet to the back of the frame. Yeah, exactly. Like, like yeah. it's something that's pleasant to look. At. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you but can you're still... not hanging your pregnancy. Exactly, test on the exactly. Like, that is my takeaway. Okay. <laughs> Don't hang your pregnancy test on a wall. Call Casey. <laughs> I can help with that. That's going to be the show notes. Yeah. Just moving into those areas and seeing where you can embrace that emotional aspect. But in a Yeah, we just had a, and then had a baby. And so I'm like, as you're talking, I'm like, ooh, I haven't finished getting all of her gifting things. Hmm. That might be added to the list. Just right in. I think that what you're bringing up, though, is that, like, we ha- create emotional attachments to inanimate objects. And emotions are not rational, right? Feelings are neither good nor bad. They just are. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) you knew it was coming. I just heard that. Hoarding is like an extreme case of it. But that's how we end up with so much extra clutter. And and studies show that when you have clutter around you, it affects your mood. And so, like, how do you really, that's the conversation, right? Like, in your head, you're talking about, do I need to save this or can I make something that's going to be representative of that? But like on the average, right, you're cataloging all the things that you have in your house and you're like, do I, and you have to ask yourself the question, do I really need this? Mm-hmm. What purpose is it serving? And if it's the the pack of gum from a baseball game when you went with your grandfather when you were 10, is that something that you could find that connection in another way. It's not the pack of gum itself. It's right. the emotions tied to it. Yeah. Exactly. So if you could have something, and I would argue that if you have something displayed, you feel that emotional connection more often because it's not hidden away in a box. Correct. So you get that like wash of emotions every time you want to see it. So I think that's even better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm very, I didn't realize until Nate pointed it out to me when he came to visit 
that I had unintentionally been doing that because there's nothing in my house that if it doesn't evoke an emotion, I don't, it's not in my house. No. And so everywhere has like, everything has meaning. Like your dining room has those prints that are hung on the wall that have yep. a very specific meaning that yep. bring you to, you know, do you, and it also makes you think about what your goals are. Your wedding dress is hanging outside your bedroom with the, the whole thing in that little alcove, like yep. in your kitchen, everything is very like intentionally placed in your house. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think that's what helps I'm designing that desire around me every day. Mm -hmm. So it's evoking and it's generating that emotion in me mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's like my office, right? All my worthy right. things in my office that like yep. I have a little magnet that's on my bookcase. So I see it when I walk out of the office. It says you are the champion of the motherfucking universe. Behind me, I have all the words. That's why I wear all the words. But right. those that's what drives me from this emotional uh, standpoint. And I love that because that's the deeper meaning of what it is that you do. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's the why. Yes. Behind what you do. It's not, oh, I create pretty things. Like everything that we do has a deeper meaning to it. Our business is so much more. And so I love when we're able to connect to that deeper meaning and that why of this is why I keep showing up and the value that you're bringing to people in their environments. It's not like I'm making your room pretty. Like I am helping you design the emotion that you are going to generate within you. Yes. It's funny. Like you were talking about taglines before and the official unofficial tagline of revelry is following hearts, not trends. And because it's, it is, it doesn't matter what's popular or what's in season, et cetera. Like it's what's important to you that you're going to resonate with for the rest of your life. So let's create something for that rather than whatever's trendy right now. It's on mm -hmm. Pinterest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love it. How do you dig into people's brains to get that? How do you dig into there to get that out of So them? I put them in a chair and we drip water on them. <laughs> no, it's really just like having a conversation with people. And there are questions that I ask them that it's fun personality questions, too, that you wouldn't normally think that will reveal stuff around you but they do so i like in terms of the wedding um industry i'll ask if your wedding was a person like what store would they shop at or if your wedding had some sort of like unique characteristic what would it be and so you can say oh if my idea of a wedding if you think about it as a person like they would definitely shop at the the example before REI and definitely all that mm -hmm. outdoor stuff and they would be like up for adventure at any point and they would always want to do something new and challenging to them and so like that like brings an ambiance for me to start to work in so those are like fun get to know you like interviews I guess you could say yeah. people that's, yeah and it's so funny because that's the advertising and the marketing background yeah I do the same thing with my clients, when we talk about content and photos, it's if your business were a person, yeah, how would they make you feel? And if they, so that we can evoke that emotion, that energy in the photos and, and in the content that we create so that you have that ultimate emotional connection that makes you happy mm -hmm. when you see the finished product. Yes. I love questions like that. Yes. I just love personality questions. Me too. I'm a curly fry, according to the BuzzFeed, which French fry are you quiz? So... Interesting. I encourage you to find out your French fry type. I'm um, going to go find That's it. happening. Speed <laughs> app. That's right happening. Now. That's app right now. I love um, I do too. Like all the, like the, which princess are you? And which, you know. The friends one though, which friend character are you? I'm like, I can't. It just, I can't. I'm not in one box. I'm like, can we make them have a baby? But what did it say? 
I don't remember. Why were you? Because I just got all in my head. <laughs> because she's like, I'm not happy with the result, and I'm gonna make and my. I don't even remember what my result was. No, I totally. Get but that. sometimes I'm like, but I want this one and this one to have a baby, and then that would be. Mm. Yeah. Who would you be? You would be like Rachel with a splash of Monica and Phoebe. I think I. That's there's the more Rachel. It's just all three. You can't. You know, I said splash. All three females. It is, but pri- there has to be a primary. Yeah, there has to be a primary. <laughs> I like that you gave that a lot of thought before committing. Yeah. No, that's true. Yes, there must be a primary <laughs> to this thing. I, I was making up. sure that the primary was that, <laughs> yes, it's Rachel is the primary, I would say. See, and I would say it's Monica, secondary Phoebe. Rachel's Her- too ditzy for me. She's too surface. Really? You think so? Yeah. I don't see a lot of substance. And see substance in Phoebe. Monica's a little, it taps into my type A. Yeah. Like I like things. But that's why I said splash. There's yeah. a splash of Monica. I would say that you're less type A than you think you are. Oh, I agree. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And the Phoebe, because of the like, whimsical, oh, yeah. everybody wants know, that fun aspect. Yeah. Totally. Really. Yeah. What would I be? I see, totally see Joey and Chandler, parts of that. With Phoebe? Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Who's your yep. right back dying? Oh, gosh. That is very on point. Yeah. Also, definitely. I need this smelly cat. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see that for me. So do you think Phoebe's your primary then? Uh, no, I think it's funny because I am an extroverted introvert, which means that I'm an introvert. An but introvert. I, yes, which I display an extrovert personality, mm-hmm. but then I leave here and cry in my car. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, so I think that everybody... Let me applaud this week. Here's our support. Right. <laughs> yes. You guys are turning in all your coins this morning. Yes. So I think everybody wants that Phoebe personality to be like the extroverted, fun, whimsical personality. But I don't know. I would say the flip side, the Monica, like you said, has to be organized, has to be in control of all the situations, split between those two for sure. Yeah. 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 And, and, and like I say, there has to be some Ross in there. I would say Ross over Joey for me because of the like weird perseverating thing. <laughs> and yeah, that's totally- just like she just used the word perseverating. Did I say that right? I don't even know. Don't know what the word means. What was the word that I used that everybody was like, what is that even a word? What did I say? Amalgamation. Yeah. And they were all, they literally stopped and all looked at me. And I was like, what, you haven't heard that word before? Like, a good word. It is a good word. So then what if I trade out Chandler for Ross? So you've got Ross, Joey, and a little bit of Phoebe. I'm not seeing the Joey. How am I, how am I like Joey? Because Joey is like big and fun and doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I get like, that. how you doing? Oh, all right. Because there's also the side that like Joey is unintelligent. Oh, I wasn't oh, even my, thinking of okay. that. Okay. So I'm like. <laughs> That's why I said Ross <laughs> with the Joey. Joey gets the, really? Did you just say that? Okay. Yes. Okay. That, that I can accept. Listeners, what Alex. is your trifecta? Thank you. Who is your primary? Yes. Comment on the, uh, yeah, comment on the episode and tell us who your primary friend's character is. There's definitely, oh, you said there's a BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed. There has to be. Yeah. 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 We'll find it after. Tell us your results. Please tell our listeners how they can connect with you. So the best way is usually just following along on my website. If you're looking for the event Keepsake Art, which is not necessarily wedding relations uh, related, it's revelryandheart.com in terms of like exceptional invitation work it's the same site but a different page badassinvites.com nice yeah so uh, 
I would love to talk to you there. Um, and then I'm always on Instagram, like literally always. So revelry and heart on Instagram. You can find me there and we can chat DM. You can tell me your best recipe. I'm, I'm here for it. All of it. All of it. Awesome. And she's fabulous hair as well. Yeah, she does. I, that's the first thing I noticed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Turned around. I was like, love the hair. Hundreds there with colored hair. Thanks. Connect with us at girlswhodostuff.com. Subscribe to our email list for fun announcements and leave us a review. It helps other people find our stuff. We would be so grateful to you for taking those actions so we can get this out into the world and change more lives. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And and you do you, boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media. 